Welcome to episode 64 of I Dream of Cameras, the podcast about cameras and camera collecting. My name is Jeff Greenstein. And my name is Gabe Sachs. Welcome to episode 64. It's a big, big number. It's amazing. Big number. It's amazing. It's eight squared. It is. Uh, It's two to the fourth. Uh, you're getting into math, and that is not my know. strong point ever. Uh, it's a very small f-stop. <laughs> yes, it is. This is true. Um, I think that there was an F64 group, right? Yeah. Led by oh, totally Ansel right. Adams. Totally yeah. right, yeah. Wasn't that an Ansel Adams thing about uh, infinite depth of field? Wasn't that a whole I deal? I think that sounds uh, correct. See, on a lesser podcast, they would have done research in advance of recording right, we don't to do ensure that. that facts that they spew uh, might actually be facts. Research is so overrated, I found out, as the Wildly time goes so. by. We've, uh, Wildly so. But what's Other interesting, podcasts, yeah. what's interesting yes. is that 64 years ago well, huh? 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 was 1959, and surprisingly, a ton of cameras came out. Like it's really. I, I was really shocked. I was going, oh, here's a few, here's a few. Wow. So I can, okay. I can skim the surface, but I can tell. I you mean, it, please, please skim the surface. Ready? That's what we do on this show. <laughs> we're, yes, we're very good at surface skimming. Skimming the surface. Yes, um, go for it. Okay, so here's a camera I have never held. I have wow. never tried. I have seen maybe once. It's okay. going to be very weird. The okay. Leica M1. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I feel like I've seen this in a museum case. Why don't you explain what an M1 is? Well, first of all, it it, it was mostly for, I mean, industrial and, and stuff like that. But it was after the M3 and the M2 and the lowest cost and simplest like M body. So it's a simplified no M2 without yeah. a rangefinder. Yeah. Uh, and is this one of those postal cameras? Is that... That's what I always call them, or I always see them referred to, <laughs> right. as if post as if post people don't need to look through a viewfinder. I don't understand that. It was sort of you know to work together with that uh, the ground glass Visiflex. So, oh, okay. yeah. So it turns okay. it into an SLR. So um, it's interesting. It's an interesting camera. I, I guess maybe I yeah I've seen them. I've never really held one, but. I'm wondering Are if that's a great way to get into Leica. Cheap? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Are they incredible? Mm-hmm. Are they a cheap way to get into the Leica? System? I think it's a cheaper way, but I don't know. I don't think anything's incredibly cheap anymore with the Leica system. I feel like you'd go for a Bessa or a CL or something before you do this. Yeah, no finder. No, I think I but, think you're right. I think you're right. But if you find one complete with a Visaflex rig, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, not that's, bad. That's okay, the way to do. you ready? That's exciting. Okay, yes, the Minolta. SR1. Look at him hold one up. Oh my goodness. What? Very, very Minolta exciting. SR1. Yeah. The uh the first of the vaunted. Vaunted. The funny thing is that it's sort of like Leica with those with the, I have no I really would like someone to give a straight answer about the numbering of like the M3 and the yes. M2 and things like I that. I know. Sure, they explain it, but you're going, well, why didn't you do it the other way? Or so Minolta's first SLR was actually the SR2. Uh, and their uh, second one was the SR1. <laughs> and to confuse, crazy. and wait, the craziest thing ever is is what I read. Also, is the their fourth one was the SR7. But anyway, <laughs> uh, well, we actually, I believe, an SR1 was an I Dream of Cameras giveaway a few years ago. Yes, right? it was. Yes, Back it in was. the infancy of this podcast, oh, yes. but you seem to have acquired another one. Yes, I have. It was at a thrift store, and I'm very happy to have it. I love it. Okay, 
not what you have to move on. There's so many. I can't move on dot org. Okay. So, you know, the Roloflex, which I told you I always wanted to try, is that in 1959, they introduced the Tele Roloflex. Yes. With the one for 35 F4 sonar lens. And I have been fascinated with this because it was modeled off of my Roloflex 2.8e, which I use all the time. Yeah. So okay. that's a really uh, interesting wow. one. Amazing. Another yeah. camera. Oh, again, only seen it in museums. Okay. Right. Another camera that I love, as you know, which I've been looking for, is that black Nikon F, the original Nikon F. Yeah. Which was introduced in March 1959. And Wait, it was haven't there, we covered the F? It wasn't the before? FF. It wasn't the original oh. F. Um, oh, okay. And uh, it became the most popular one. And by the You're way, you're talking about okay, the one with the wild like horizontal the, F, fi- the, the horizontal uh, the um the, I think the it's original the, the level. Photomic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The um, original original. Okay. And I'm always looking for that Nikon F I level as you know, yeah. black paint. Yes. Um okay. let's get into some worlds that you may be familiar with, which I thought it was okay, the pen, the original pen. The original Olympus pen? Yes. Uh, the one lug Olympus pen, which, as you know, was not actually manufactured by Olympus. Who manufactured it? it? Another company, uh, and again, research would have been in order here, but <laughs> they had another manufacturer initially make it for them. The original Olympus pen, which I was actually eyeballing on eBay recently, right. only has one strap lug. And there's a couple of other differences, but it is called the one lug pen. Wow. And it is to distinguish it from later Olympus pens. This is the original Olympus pen model. Later ones were actually made by Olympus. They had two lugs. There are a couple of other esoteric differences. But the one lug pen is the one you're speaking of from 1959. Oh, wow. Fabulous. I okay. Love that. Okay, you ready? The Asahi Pentax S2. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. We like that. Autumn we like the Pentax S's. Yeah. Yeah, we like those, also known as the H two. Right, these are right. wonderful cameras, and as I have never tired of saying in recent episodes, aesthetically beautiful and smaller than the Spotmatic, like right. marginally smaller than the Spotmatic and the K one thousand. So they are very like on the compact side for SLRs of that era. Beautiful lenses, we know those M forty twos. That's a very nice camera. Oh, I cool. Love that. Okay, and then we've got the. Zeiss Icon Contaflex Super. Wow, okay. okay uh, you've one used I've, one of these, I, I believe, I right? I have used one, and I think that there's a whole sort of, you know, I call it genre of camera. In that yeah. in that world, the Zeiss Icon, the Contaflexes, and, and they just feel so solid. Yeah. You know, I mean, they just feel like this piece of machinery that's never going to break or anything like that and and it's just it's a beautiful beautiful camera wow and I nice love all those cameras um here's an odd one for you and okay. then we can wrap it up it's the mir mir which is a russian camera oh okay. russian camera it, it ready it had a very short life 1959 to 1961 okay um and it's sort of a simplified version of the zorky four uh wow okay you know, uh i believe there was used. a russian satellite Yes. Called the mirror, there mirror, you go. whatever. There right you around go. the same time. All right, that's fine. The simplified Zorky for you say. Okay, again, camera. I don't know anything about. And let's Love go. It. Let's go to a couple headlines from uh, 1959. U.S. camera okay. headlines from June 1959. 
Ready? Yes. His normal lens is a telephoto. Ways, <gasps> wait, wait, oh. wait. Ways and means of a lensman who prefers 200 millimeter lens as his standard. That person is <laughs> mentally ill. Okay. All right. And probably dead. Yes. Probably dead. Probably dead. Okay. Is 35 millimeter making us lazy? News photographers question whether 35 induces idle shooting habits. Meaning what? There Too many go. frames on the roll? Probably. You know what's so funny? That yeah. is probably what they're talking about. Exactly. That like because you have 36 yeah. shots. It's exactly what people said about uh, digital photography yeah, at the outset. It's crazy. Love that. And That's then my great. favorite is from Popular Photography in 59. Articles by Alfred Eisenstadt. Oh, there you go. See, that's back when you could get one of the premier photographers of the era to write an yeah. article for your magazine. And he was just listed. It wasn't like it was, wow. oh my gosh, Alfred Eisenstein. It's like, oh, and articles by No, Alfred he just Eisenstein. showed up because yeah. these were not celebrities. Yeah. They there weren't celebrities. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. So what that, a cool rundown, there 59. Go. There's the Now, here's rundown. the funny thing that's going to be happening. Yes. Okay, so Gabe, you know. Yeah. The problem is it's December 20th. Yes. Okay, we are recording this just before Christmas. It'll probably come out just before Christmas. The next episode, episode 65, when you do this segment, it will once again be it will be 65 years <laughs> before 2024. So you're once again going to be looking at 1959. No, do you I'm understand not. what I'm saying? I'm just, I understand no, completely, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Guys, tune in. In 2024, for episode 65 to see what the heck Gabe is going to do. I'm going to jump because gears. Because <laughs> we ran into this conundrum before. Oh, no, don't do that. No, don't. Oh. Uh, we, may have to do, uh, we may have to do some special segment yes, to exactly. avoid repeating. Exactly. Excellent rundown. Well, listen, here's the thing. There's a lot to cover in this episode, oh and we gosh. have exactly one hour to cover it. Yes, we exactly do. Exactly one hour. We do, do you know why, Gabe? I already told you, but do you know why? Yes, you would think that Jeff would say he has a, a very important photography yes. meeting, a director right. meeting or something like it. But, Jeff, nope. why nope. don't you tell us what you actually have to do? Uh, my girlfriend and I are going to a dance lesson. Okay, we'll just skip right past that. Anyway, um, but it has been an eventful few weeks. Yes. Uh, we oh are a goodness. week late with this episode, but it is because lots of cool stuff has been happening. Okay, I was in Los Angeles briefly. We'll yes. talk about that in a minute. But, of course, the blockbuster news of the last couple of weeks. Gabe Sachs is here with a full report on... The launch of Harmon Phoenix, brand new, 35-millimeter film. He went to the Dark Room event yes. at the launch of this film. I'm going to tell you something about this. Lots of other podcasts have already covered it. I'm going to tell you something that we are not going to do. Every other podcast is calling this from Harmon, okay? Do you know why? Because they got free film. I did not get any free film from Ilford. <laughs> So I'm going to say this is a new Ilford film. How about that, Harmon? There you Suck go. on that. There you go, Harmon. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The Gabe, nicest talk people. about this. I want to hear all about it. Okay. This is a big event. It was so exciting. I was invited down to the dark room with a bunch of amazing familiar faces to you. Yes. You know, from uh, Grady Days and Caleb and... I mean, it's it's such a great event. And, um, you know, Phil, who runs the Darkroom, and, you know, Trev Lee, you know, Phil owns it. And, and it's just, it's such a great place and you, it's such a warm atmosphere. 
And I was invited to this event with all these amazing YouTubers and covering this launch. And I met the people from Harmon and they Ilford. were Ilford. Uh, and they were so nice and so generous. And uh, we had a tour of the dark room, which was incredible. Great. So you can see yes. exactly what happens with your film and how they process it. And, and, you know, the care that they take in um, processing your film, which is always great to see because it's always yeah. nerve wracking to send your film away and you don't know what happens, but I can assure you, I saw everything and how they keep labels on everything. It's amazing. Cause my thing is how do you not lose film? And, they figured it out. So yeah. that was exciting. Saw their dip a dunk machines. Uh, we, we saw the entire process and that was absolutely wonderful. And uh, everyone hung out. I was there and then they treated us to an amazing lunch right there at the brewery that's right by the dark room. But, you know, everyone is excited because it's a new color film. So yes. that's sort of the big, you know, headline. And I think that that's, you know, I'm excited. I'm actually going to be the latest one to try it, but I am. Are you very... saying they gave you some? No, I'm not saying they gave oh. you some because I'm happy, no. happy to purchase okay. it. Um, yeah. There was some there. I did not take any because, of course, I left too early. Um, oh. But I am excited to try this film. It's exciting. They're so excited about promoting film and, and on and on. And I think it's good for the whole community. I don't think it's a, you know, sure, there's competition, but it's really about you know, keeping this thing going and getting people excited about <laughs> photography. And I think that's, you know, that's the main event. And the enthusiasm there was just, you know, overwhelming. And, and it was just great. It was just so good. And there's going to be a lot of things on YouTube. Go to your favorite, you know, YouTubers. Or I met these wonderful people, Daniel and Sarah from Explordinary. And you can go to their uh, YouTube channel and see great stuff and it was just it was an amazing event of a bunch of film nerds getting together and uh, geeking out over phoenix so it was very fun that is wonderful we are very excited about this this is a signal event for film enthusiasts this is not rebranded or repackaged something else right this is a new coded stock brought to you by one of the premier film companies on the planet yes over uh and um they're awesome, and we're incredibly excited that this is happening. I have a couple of questions and things that I have sort of gleaned by listening to other podcasts and reading lots of material about this film. My understanding is that the way in which this came about was they decided to take, obviously, Ilford, per se, does not make a color film, right. but they do make a chromogenic black and white film that is processed in color chemicals. This is the beloved Ilford XP2 Super, okay? So they have the machinery to coat a quote-unquote color film stock, okay? Those of you who have used XP2 know that that is an extraordinary film stock. We love it, okay? I guess they decided to peel off one of their C41 production lines and use it to experiment to make actual color film. Same deal, C41. Right. They went through four iterations, some tilted to green, some tilted to red. Version 4, which tilted quite red, they decided this is what we're going with. We're going to call it Harmon Phoenix. The packaging was red in color, which was a happy coincidence. And they said, we're going to put this out, but we're going to tell people that this is alpha. 
This is not even beta. Just understand that when you use this, this is an experimental film. And I don't know if that has been a lot of the rollout of this. Right. You know, when Impossible put out their early Polaroid stock, you were in like an explorer's club. Like they made it very clear, don't expect A-plus color precision on this thing. Expect weird color shifts, strange rendering. Just understand you're working with an experimental product right. and your feedback is going to tell them about how to continue to evolve it. Am I right about this? Yes, you are. Yes. This is the other thing. And I wanted to get your take on this. I have seen, particularly in the last several days, YouTube videos and blogs talking about how in the world do you scan this thing? Because it is not your typical orange base uh, color C41 stock. I actually read at one place it has a yellow base. I don't know if I'm right mm -hmm. about that, okay? This is, once again, me spewing fact-shaped things that may actually be facts. But this was put out with sufficient speed that they did not really tell labs what a precise set of color curves were to convert this from the color negative to color positive. This is the Scannenberg Uncertainty <laughs> Principle TM in action. There you go. People are figuring out on the fly what the optimum you know, rendering is right. to turn this into a satisfactory color image. What is a satisfactory color image with this film? Nobody knows. Right. It is an evolving, right? Am I getting this basically? Yeah, right? and I think that, and, and also that's also part of photography. It's like, so if you go yeah. down to the basics, it's like, let's see what people come up with and, and what makes them happy. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. But listen, I am eager to get out and shoot with this. I was actually yep. just at Picture House Small Dark Room, and they do not yet have it in stock there. But the first place that I can like buy it off the shelf, I'm going to buy it off the shelf. Yep, I just really want to see what happens when you put this thing through its paces. Apparently, color renderings in bright sunlight are very different than right. in mixed lighting situations. So I I'm excited. I think it's great. I think let's support these people, okay? They have done the thing that we always keep asking for. Where are the new color films? Well, a company of notes stepped up to do this. It's great. It's great. Yep, exactly. Very exciting. Speaking of experimental film stocks. Yes. And experimental cameras, for that matter. Uh, I did a little shooting with something called Lomachrome Turquoise. Oh, my goodness, did you? Okay. So, guys, you know that uh, one of my acquisitions uh, this year was a pair of Mamiya Secore SLRs. A 1000 DTL in beautiful black paint and a 2000 DTL, which was reputed not to work, which is an exceedingly rare camera I wasn't even aware of. Right. Okay. But I got it, both of these cameras together with lenses under $200. How excited am I? Well, of course, when my girlfriend was in town in Los Angeles and we were going to the Huntington Library and Gardens, well, of course. I was going to load up my Mamiya Secor and go out and shoot with it because in bright sunlight, I can get that shallow depth of field thing right? With without resorting to a really slow film. Trouble is, man, I had no color stock in my fridge except for weird and exotic things. So out came some Lomochrome turquoise, which I had banked for this occasion. Have you ever shot with this thing, Gabe? Never. It's bananas it is bananas. It is so weird i sent i've actually posted one of the shots but i did some portraits with this thing and there is to my 
in, you know, pea-sized brain, there is no way to color correct this to make it look normal. <laughs> no way. Everyone you shoot looks like a Smurf. Skin tones come out blue, like a Smurf, like that Smurf color blue. 100%. Uh, crazy color shifts, but I got to say, first of all, to the extent that I can judge the quality of this Mamiya lens, which, by the way, is a lens, with an M42 lens, which would typically go on eBay for $25. This is one of those radioactive glass lenses, by the way. Absolutely delicious lens. Shooting wide open with this thing, I loved it. Obviously, I have no idea about color rendering because of this crazy color stock. But so funny. really fun camera to use, and these results were a total kick. Yep. It made me think about being a little less compulsive and like playing around a little more with exotic color film stocks. It is crazy. Like when you yes. see the skin tones, you're going, no way. There's no way this is real. Yeah. And I, how does I, it I do was gonna, that? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. That's the other thing I can't quite figure out. I did a little research on this. This is not an original, like, Lomo-coded film stock. So what was this? Right. Was this a surveillance film or a... Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know exactly where this came from. So, But anyway, really fun to shoot with, and apparently they're still selling it. Yep. Have you been out shooting at all, Gabe? I have been out shooting, and I must tell Let's you, I'm very excited. So I told you that Trev Lee told me, has told me a long time about the, you know, as a backup to your Canon film system, you know, try this Rebel. So as you know. Oh, yes. As you know, I found that one for $15 at the thrift store, and it works perfectly well. And then wow. Trev recommended the 40 millimeter uh, pancake lens, which I've never had a pancake lens. You've yes. discussed them before, and they look amazing. Yeah. So now I have this very light camera, and I'm and it's just look it, it's how cool. so light and and so much fun. But I have to tell you that it is amazing. I just got the wow. pictures back yesterday. And I was blown away. I was expecting zero. I was expecting, oh, this is going to be a fun camera. On, on, You know, I always go back to the thing we talked about is your camera body is a box. And of you can put any pro lens on this $15 camera and you will get amazing, amazing results. And, I, and you know, people always say, oh, plastic, plastic, plastic. I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. It's light. It could work as a point and shoot. I used wow. it almost as a point and shoot on full automatic with the flash, and I couldn't be more excited about the pictures. So that was really, really fun. And wow. that, that I just used for, you know, fun uh, point and shoot stuff. Then I got back my from the uh, LA Photo Club meetup. I got some back from the Leica M4 and uh, was very exciting about that. But I did a shoot um, in Malibu. Yes. That was all film i shot wow so i shot on five different cameras let's hear it baby <laughs> okay, ready so yes. the contact 645 yes the roloflex 2.8 e2 so the 1959 one yes i tried my amazing gift for from jeff greenstein the minolta peas yes i have what you what'd you think I haven't seen. I'm going to see him tomorrow. I'm going to see everything. Did you him. enjoy I shooting lo with loved, it? I loved shooting with it. Yes. I loved it. Um, I shot the Yashica T4 and I shot the Leica M6. Wow. So it was what a, a lot a of film and it was, uh, it was so much fun. Like it, was, it was a lot of fun shooting film again and not having to look at the monitor every two seconds.
to see if I did what anything fun. wrong. fun! So we'll see well, if they come of course. out, but I'll know tomorrow. Now, I have heard, I mean, you've shot with four of those five cameras quite extensively, but of course I am heavily invested yes. in the Minolta P's. So excited. By the way, you know, speaking of that, do you know we have ignited Minolta P's mania? I love it. I mean, there's, I don't know if we'll get to it today, but in the prodigious mailbag are a few people who have taken our advice and acquired this camera and are really enjoying it. And I'll tell you something. You have the gold one, right? I have the gold one. It's oh, amazing. It's very fancy. I feel fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very fancy. Uh, I was out shooting this weekend. Uh, my girlfriend had a family gathering, and I was out shooting with my blue one, which is right here. Oh, my God. I love – oop. I, I, uh, uh, am I still recording? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, yes, here's my blue one. Love it. That's so nice. Yeah, I love it. I cannot – anyway, Casual Photophile has an article right now. Their headline article is about the Minolta P's. It was written by Roberto Felipe. Love it. Right into us, Roberto, so you can hear more of that accent. Obviously from And Brooklyn. he is talking about – yes, obviously. And uh, he was talking about how much he enjoys shooting with it. Guys, this is a T4 in the making, dare I it say. It feels very solid, which is what's really yes. surprising to me. Yeah, it's really solid. I have, I can, I mean, I have now run, I'd say, eight or ten rolls through mine, and I just love it. I enjoy the data back, which is ridiculous, so but I use it. I will say I only have uh, one complaint about this camera. What is it? And that is that it does not, it has a turn off flash switch, but it does not have a force flash switch. Oh, wait, wait, That's wait, it. wait, wait. That was my question yes. for you. I'm so yes. excited you brought that up. Yes. So I can't force the flash on. You cannot force okay, flash. I feel you much can better. force it off. Forcing it, it off is a good thing. Yeah. Okay. But but that is listen, this is the thing. It's a point and shoot. I it's know, a super I know, basic I know. camera. It's so good. But though. uh yeah. And the name is great. Peas yes. could be my favorite. I mean, it's my girlfriend's nickname. Yeah. But popping this thing open and closed, you ne- I mean, I have a case. That came with mine. Who needs that noise? It's got a slider on the front, guys. Yep. And as you will find out, Gabe, when you get to the end of the roll, this camera is courteous. Yes. It leaves the yes, tab it does. out when I did rewinding. That. that was very cool. Yeah. Who cannot love that? So, so excited. I think I have uh, three of these um, love it. because I wanted to get in there ahead of the IDOC effect, yep. which means any camera we mention will automatically skyrocket. But, guys, we'll link to that article on Casual Photophile. I'm not just saying this because they linked to me and our podcast episode about the peas so in the article. How about that? That's It's super cool. I did a little more shooting, too. What'd you do? By the way. Well, uh, I think that uh, listeners to this uh, Smash Hit podcast maybe assume that uh, we're chronically unemployed. Right. Um, and that would be a fair assumption. <laughs> uh, however... I did return to Los Angeles, California for a real job. Oh, yes, you did. Yes, and uh, I I directed two episodes of a new NBC comedy called Extended Family. Uh, it stars John Cryer, Donald Faison, Abigail Spencer, Lenny Clark. Uh, it was created by Mike O'Malley, um, and it is premiering on NBC uh, in three days. Yes, it is. So, guys, check this thing out. It is a sweet family comedy well written with an excellent cast, and I got to visit. I went, 
And this is what I was getting oh to. Oh, my God. Gabe came to set. So much And fun. got to see... A, I, you've never seen me do my... Oh, my gosh. You were doing your thing, and it was awesome. Thing. Yeah, so I directed to him. This is a live audience show, guys. Yep. Filmed before a live audience. It was super fun. Unbelievably lovely group of people. Great cast. It was a great experience. Uh, I will post whenever we get to the point where these episodes are airing. But it did mean that it was time to break out my on-set snapshot camera. Oh, now, yes. Gabe Sachs, in the heyday of Freaks and Geeks, had his Leica M6 over his shoulder, which is why his photographs are going to be in a coffee table book, okay? <laughs> I, however, brought my perennial on-set camera, the Olympus Pen EE3. Love it. Have we talked about this camera lately? No, we should, we should talk about it. And it was so exciting because... I was reunited with a dear friend, Abigail Spencer, who was yes. on that show you're directing, and we talked about your camera obsession, which was very fun, too. She actually posted a few of my shots Love on it. her Instagram, and she has 8 billion followers on Instagram yeah. because Meghan Markle's one of her best friends, That's among true. other things. This is true. Uh, anyway, uh, shot 78 frames on one roll oh, yeah, yeah. of Kodak T-Max 400. I don't want to get too far in the weeds on this, but one of the things about this camera that makes it uniquely suited for set photography is there is only one control on this camera, and it is spinning the lens. Right. And there are three different settings on the lens. You can set your ISO, you can set the flash guide number, or you can set the aperture manually. Okay? So... I had 400 speed film in this camera. I set it to 400. But on times when I got that red flag and it locked up and I thought, you know what? I'm going to shoot anyway right. because this is a mixed lighting situation and the meter is probably being fooled. I would just set it on F4 or F5.6 and just shoot away. Not even care. Shots came out great. Oh. Great. And of course... T-Max is a pretty fine grain film, even at ISO 400. These shots are nice. I've already posted one of them. More to come. But it was just a reminder. It was just really, really fun. It is nowhere near like a quality, guys. And it's half a cookie. But, but so much fun. It was really, really fun to shoot with. Really fun. And that is pretty much the extent of my shooting. It's been all Minolta P's and Olympus Pen EE3. Shocking. Haven't touched the X-Pan in a couple of weeks. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, uh, well, I will be giving some photography gifts oh, over the Christmas very exciting. weekend. I think I can betray one of them. Hmm. Eh, no, may, it might spoil it. It might spoil I don't want to spoil it. I'm not going to say what I got. But, okay. um, but uh, have you selected any photography-themed gifts for friends and loved ones? Uh-oh. Uh, I've, I've sort of... But uh, not sure. There's not, okay. you know, I, I'm just, I'm figuring it out still. Well, I will mention something I bought for myself. Two <laughs> things. Perfect. Two things I bought for myself. First of all, there is a new coffee table book, which unfortunately I do not have in front of me, uh, which is extreme. It's called Apollo 1969 to 1972. And it is a collection of newly rescanned extremely high quality images from the Apollo missions, which of course were shot on film with Hasselblad cameras and lenses. So the book is 
beautiful. It's about an inch thick. The reproductions are incredible. And there's a section in the back talking about the cameras that were used on the missions. It's absolutely stunning. I believe it is from Abrams. Wow. I think I'm right about that. Uh, we'll link to it. Okay, so that is one thing I got. Also, I bought this for Gabe Sachs, so I'm spoiling. This is a ha- late Hanukkah yes. gift. Look what I found for you at the Strand. <gasps> oh, that's beautiful. This is a tiny little book from Hasselblad called The Hasselblad Camera System, 50 Years, 1948 I'm to 1998. I'm so excited. This is for you next time we're together. Thank it has you. Look at that. Every model and exemplary shots from the camera. Beautiful. Look at this. Oh, my So gosh. if you're ever at a loss, like, when was the 2003 FCW made? <laughs> well, this is your book, man. I'm How about so that? excited. Is that thank cool? You, so thank that's you. for that's you. That's the coolest. And then another thing I bought for myself, and I had never seen this before. Right. This is a book from, I'm about to hold it up. But I am really into these books that have become kind of voguish of late, which are about photo books and feature really attractive reproductions of photo books within them. Right. This is a book from 2016. It's from a Spanish publisher, so it may be hard for you guys to find, but New York in photo books. Hmm. Look at this. It is a compendium of excellent photo books about New York City, and on every page they have a description and then a reproduction of pages from the book what a great idea very isn't that wonderful so cool wonderful it even includes by the way on the cover a book that i have and one of my favorite photo books photos in and out city limits by robert rauschenberg oh beautiful new york in photo books guys really really cool other gifts that i want to mention since it is just a few days before christmas and you may be in the impulse buying business (laughs) a new t-shirt has appeared in the merch section of the I Dream You're of Cameras kidding. website. Gabe, would you like to discuss what no, it is? No, no, I think you need to discuss this detail. <laughs> you know that we love our listeners. We do. We love our listeners, and we love our prodigious mailbag. Yes. Uh, I don't know how far into the prodigious mailbag we're going to get in this episode, because right now it's prodigious. it contains yes. 39 emails. That's how prodigious it is. Oh my you guys keep writing to us, and we're very grateful. Uh There was an email from Alan Daly, who I cannot find on Instagram, by the way, that was so extraordinary, we simply transcribed it and turned it into a T-shirt. Exactly. I don't even know how to describe this thing, Gabe. Should I read the text that's on it? Yes. Okay. Here is the text that is on this thing. Okay? This is direct from Alan's email. Okay, wait. One would, you know, you'd think I could have pulled. Here it is. This is on a t-shirt, white on black. Here is the t-shirt content. (laughs) Here it is. Poncho and Lefty have a thingy, and they seem to be running around most of Hollywood and New York Fashion Week with a whole host of camera fashionista proudly displaying their seemingly good fortune. The thought of a Gabe celebrity chums together with seven and a half foot Jeff with why have one X-Pan when you can have five X-Pans proudly emblazoned on his body and 15 camera strapping Gabe trying to cover up the I love my half a cookie text in case folks get the wrong impression about his own personal equipment, all wearing their mankinis, running around the swimming pools of Hollywood, moving to a jaunty Fred Corey beat, shouting, we have a thingy, is making me swerve toward those pesky car drivers. Alan Daly. Says it all, doesn't it? 
I mean, if you wanted to encapsulate three years of the podcast into one T-shirt, there it is, guys. Oh, yeah. It's on the website. Oh, yeah. It's on the website. You can buy it. Along with, I should point out, all of our other delicious merch. Guys, why are you not on the merch page? Getting all of your Christmas gifts, coffee mugs, sweatshirts, magnets, uh, uh, backpacks, uh, potholders. You can get all of our goodies imprinted on devices that you need. Exactly. One other thing I want to mention. Rachel Brewster Wright has a book, a workbook about film photography that is available from her. Follow her on Little Vintage Photography on Instagram to figure out how to get this lovely workbook. I say this particularly to our UK-based listeners for whom this is easy. It is a gorgeously designed and incredibly accessible book that is very Rachel. It's very Rachel in its no-nonsense, hands-on, easygoing, fun, shoot-film-be-nice approach to film photography. So we urge you to check that out as well. All right. Gabe. Is the time. I'm afraid we've come to that juncture (laughs) where it is time to take a dip, if not a dive, into our prodigious... Mailbag. Are you ready? Oh, I am so ready for this. I am so eager to knock off these YouTube commenters that I'm going to do them all at once. Okay? I'm just going to do them all at once. I'm not going to do them like in uh, in chronological order along with. I'm going to just knock them off because I have a bit of Vivian Meyer-related news <laughs> at the end of this. So I just want to get to it. Are you ready? Oh, ready for the haterade. Here it comes. First one comes, this is from October, guys. First one comes from Constantine Stewart. Here's what he said. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Very enjoy. Now, I should mention to those who are new listeners, our 50th anniversary, our 50th episode special was called Is Vivian Meyer Overrated? Okay? You can find it at tinyurl.com slash idoc50. Okay? These are the comments. We read them as they come in. Constantine Stewart said, Very enjoyable video. You two are totally entertaining, and I love listening to your podcasts. How about it? Thoughts? I'm nervous. <laughs> that's it. That's all he said. That's Next. All, that's nervous because usually at the end of that, there's a but. Yes. Yes. Okay. Here's one yes. from somebody called Fun with Fred. Okay? <laughs> okay? Fun with Fred. I don't know whether that's Fred Corey. It would be very interesting if it were. Right. Fun with Fred said... No, she is not overrated. That's it. Okay. That's all he had to say. Okay. That's all he had to say. You know what, Fred? You made your case. Beautifully <laughs> articulated. Look how you cited point after point after point to completely contravene everything we've said. Okay. I love it. Ridiculous. I love it. Next up, Steve Wise. Okay? Steve Wise, who at least used a real name. Yes. Steve Wise, who is wearing a hat in his avatar. Bold move, man says, just seems like some of these photographers thought they were great till Vivian Meyer images came out, so they will pick at her work now. Thoughts? Interesting. I, you know, there's, there's, some of these don't need any thoughts. No, no, they some really don't. Some of them don't. just say it. Some of them just say it. Yeah. You ready for another one? Oh, yes. Osgood Photos. That's with a Z. Osgood Photos says, Ready? OMG, let me just tell you something. Retire that, guys. 
<laughs> Let's retire OMG. It had a good run. Just retire it. Uh, OMG. By the way, he has it capital O, little m, little g. Right, of course. OMG. I can't believe the hate Vivian Meyer conjures up. She deserves none of the malicious attacks that are being leveled. She took photos because she loved it. She can't even defend herself. Why the hate and jealousy? Gabe, thoughts? <laughs> oh, I'm not touching that one. I, I am not touching that one. Yeah. Osgood, what in the world made you think we said anything hatey about Vivian Meyer? Right. I didn't say anything hateful. These people are judging based on a question. The title is a question. Is she overrated, guys? Right. Relax. Here's another real comment. Okay? And I believe it's the final one for now. Are you ready? This is my favorite. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Okay, remember, the title of the episode was, Is Vivian Meyer Overrated? The 50th episode special. James Dykes, D-Y-K-E-S, James Dykes suggested... I'd quit while you're ahead. <laughs> you know, we've heard that in many, many, many parts of our lives. <laughs> I think we could take Isn't it. Isn't that the... amazing? I'd quit. That was his comment. I'd quit while you're ahead. That's, That's it. So good. Those were the YouTube commenters, and that empties out the YouTube comment portion oh, of yes. the prodigious mailbag. Oh, thank um, you. Amazing, guys. Really, keep them coming. In other Vivian Meyer-related news, I believe I have mentioned a photography museum in New York called Fotografiska. Are you aware of this museum, Gabe? No, but you sent me something on it, and it was fascinating to see. It's amazing. It's beautiful. I went to a retrospective of, oh, it's already gone out of my head. Amazing British photographer. We talked about it a few episodes ago. I'll bet I could find it if I filibustered for a minute and searched for photographiska right okay here we go if i if i filibustered i could probably uh no i failed (laughs) sorry guys i have failed did i fail yes i did anyway uh guess what they are doing the first ever vivian meyer retrospective in new york city now it's opening in like january vivian meyer Gabe, I dare you to come here. Oh, with I'm me. gonna be there. I am and we do an there. episode live. Oh, I think that's okay. a brilliant idea. Yep. 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 Uh, so uh, you know, we'll we'll be there, guys. And uh, if Vivian shows up, <laughs> we'll give her a chance to commit to uh, defend herself. Exactly. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I love it. I love how mad people get. Fantastic. Oh, they okay. Get mad. Yeah. Next up, this is from. Hey, did I mention Alan Daly? Alan Daly came back with another email. And guys, in spite of the fact that there are so many emails in the prodigious mailbag, I'm going to read it all. Does that sound okay, Gabe? So nice, yes. Dear Gabe and Jeff for a change. I don't know what that means. Uh, He says, oh, the subject line is to paint or not to paint. That is the question. He said, what are your thoughts on redecorating the camera body with color reskins and paint? He goes on to say, I have an Olympus trip that has the skin redone in blue. It's not his main camera. It's a zone-focused point-and-shoot. I think it looks cool. I don't think it does any harm. Photography is supposed to be fun. He says that he has a Zorky 4K 
which is his standard, but he saw a whole range of them in crazy colors at a camera show. Is this an endless growing trend? He says, I would not paint or reskin my original 1938 Contacts 2, but I do see the reasoning and pleasure it may give to folks on certain camera models. Would you recolor any of your cameras, and if so, which? Does it devalue the camera in your eyes? I wonder what is the listener consensus. We throw it to you guys. We would like to hear from you. But he said, to put it in some degree of perspective, if someone would look at a 1960s car in a wishy-washy color and then saw it later after a paint respray in a superb-looking dark metallic blue, I think we would all praise that look, e.g. the vintage Mustang in beige or the vintage Mustang in glorious red. Why is there negative feedback against recoloring? That is the question Alan Daly poses. Gabe, reaction! Okay, so this is something I know that you do not like at all. <coughs> I know. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm, comp- I'm complicated. Uh, I might say anything. You're a complicated person. I think there are some instances where I will go, this is really cool. Like, this looks uh, really amazing. There's Example. Some, especially with, well, there's some Hasselblads that, first of all, were originally, you know, different colors. They have a red and a, and a yes. yellow and things like that. But there's sometimes where someone or an artist will do something to a camera that I'll go, that is really cool and interesting and i am always for that when the camera is destroyed or or needs some extra love or something like that so i don't get that uh angry reaction so i think sometimes it's very cool it's when it goes crazy and sort of also you know adds the uh you know the homemade brassing effect and things like that i'm not for that but enhancing yeah. colors, I sometimes think it's interesting. That's all. Here's an it's it's interesting that Alan chose the parallel to vintage cars because you are right, Gabe, mm-hmm. that in general I am vociferously opposed right. to this sort of thing. Right. It makes me ill, generally. Uh, I don't like same thing. Don't like fake brassing. Don't like uh, all that. So I hate it. Right. I hate it. However. This is going to I'm a, I'm I'm rife with contradictions. I do have a vintage car. I actually used to have a vintage Mustang as it happens. I have a vintage 1966 Volvo 122S. I bought this ca- this car in 1991 and it has been one of my most beloved possessions ever since. When I bought the car, it was beige. But that was not the original color as it turned out. That was a cheap respray that had been applied in New Mexico sometime during its life. After I had this car for several years, I had turned every screw and every bolt on the thing, and I knew that actually the original color of this car was bright red. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to repaint this car, and I'm going to repaint it in the original Volvo color. And as it happened, my friend Joe had a red Volvo 122, and I looked at it, and I was like, I don't want a red car. I don't want a red car, nor do I want a car that looks just like Joe's. So I went to the original Volvo paint book from 1966 and found this beautiful kind of ash blue color, very, very faint, light blue color. And when I had the car repainted, I had it repainted in a true blue 1966 Volvo color, but it is not the original. Reaction! Is it original? Is this car 
original? Have I wrecked it? I have don't I think compromised you've it. no. its essence? No, because you personalized it for yourself. So that makes it just right. That is my feeling on that. But that's what everyone says when they paint a Leica M6 orange. That's what they say. <laughs> no. That's what they say. And that's different. It's a camera. I will tell you that I don't believe my car is uh, is legit. It's not. If I had, But the thing is, painting it red would have made me unhappy as well. Uh, I'm, it falls between stools for me. I happen to absolutely adore the color that it is, and I believe it is. I've never seen this color on a Volvo rolling around in the United States. So it is possible this was a color that was limited to the European market, but I don't know. Hmm. But as it happens, it is special, and I love it, but it totally contravenes my nature, which is wanting things to be original and unaltered. But that's okay. I think it's part of growing. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's fair. Okay. All right. On we go. It's a good question, listeners. Yep. Come at us. I dream of cameras at gmail.com. Let's see what you have to say. All right. Speaking of which, would you be surprised to learn that another Alan has written into us? And Alan, who was annoyed that we failed to give him his theme music when he wrote last time. <laughs> Does Alan Perez deserve continuing theme music? Oh, game? I think so. I think we're getting to that point. Let her rip, because here comes an Alan Perez email. Go. Alan. Okay, so this is about episode 61. When I heard the episode came out, I was about to go driving with my wife. I took a chance and asked if I could listen, and she said, sure. Well, she couldn't believe how many times my name came up in the first half of the podcast. All that we listened to together. She wondered if I have anything else to do with my time, then write to you guys. Listen, I'd be lying if I said the question hadn't occurred to me as well. And she couldn't believe it when Jeff said I was taking up space in his head. He says, I was sorry I didn't get even one musical intro when she listened. And if I am in Jeff's head, I'll report back on what I saw in Vienna and Salzburg through his eyes. How about that? So good. On to serious stuff. He said, I heard someone beat me to the rangefinder on a card for Gabe as I didn't send him my email till October. I like the idea of a community of some kind to ask questions, seek information, give information to one another. Alan. Alan, we always love hearing from you. You're a lovely guy. This is true. Gabe, are we going to devise a community, an iDoc book of sorts where people could swap info, a Discord server perhaps. A are we going to do that for our fair listeners? I think Will it's that a occur? great idea. I do. Alan, you're in charge of it. There it is. It's it's <laughs> Alan land. Alan, tell us how to do it. Well, okay? Well done. All right. Uh, next up, another perennial, another of our favorites, another correspondent we always love hearing from. His name is Tom Northenskold. His subject line, crazy idea percolating. Uh-oh, you know what happens when Tom gets crazy. Here it comes. Gabe and Jeff, I've had this crazy idea percolating in my head while we have been over here in Paris. Hey, way to let that drop in the lead there, Tom. He said, it came to me while I was re-listening to your Nikon episode. Gabe? Why would anyone re-listen when they have... Let me ask this question. Do we have so much vital information to impart that people feel the need to listen twice? I don't know, but that's... uh, 
that scares me a little bit, but that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe they missed something or they were paying attention to something else. Who knows? Here's what he said. Yeah. What struck me was there's a huge gap in each of your Nikon shooting experiences. Neither of you has shot an F3 or an FE2. I happen to own both and revere both those cameras, as you're probably sick of hearing. What if I were to lend you my F3 and FE2? You each picked one and shot it, compared notes. Perhaps you'd shoot each, compare notes. He says if this is in, he said, Caleb of the Bad Flashes YouTube channel had a first experience shooting the F3 and FM3A with Trev Lee and posted a video about his experience. Apparently, Caleb has bad-mouthed Nikon in the past. Spoiler alert, he's a convert now. Okay, <laughs> anyway, he says, if this is of interest, let me know. If it ends up on the cutting room floor, he's okay with that too. He won't be offended. Whatever. What do you think? Are you willing to accept cameras from Tom to shoot? I think that's really interesting. I mean, look, I I don't I have not used those cameras. I've used an F4 and and I have just been introduced to an FA from Trev Lee. Yes. Who, who swears by it. So uh that's very interesting. Here's how we'd have to do it, Tom, and I'm afraid we're going to have to sort of put this on ice for the time being. I think in order to really do this, Gabe and I would have to be in the same city yes, for we'll a period figure that of time. Out. Yeah. We're going to figure this out. But listen, bookmark this idea, Tom, because Gabe and I are both going to be in L.A. at the same time early next year. Perhaps that is the time to take you up on this crazy idea. Next up. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Next up is from Dean Scott. Hmm. And he writes, Canon new F1. How ironic that the week I purchase a Canon new F1, it gets trounced on the podcast. Now look, guys, am I a trouncer? Anyway, he says, I will say that aesthetically, it may be an acquired taste, much like the Leica M5, which I also own and love. I think it has an excellent industrial design and happens to be the only Canon SLR I've enjoyed. I simply don't like the metering on things like the AE-1 and A1, where when shooting in manual, the camera tells you what your settings should be while not showing what they currently are, something Nikon had no trouble with. This camera actually reminds me a lot of the Nikon F3, but with a better viewfinder readout and more mechanical speeds. Don't knock it till you've tried it. Now, with this purchase came a choice. I operate a one-in, one-out policy, so I've decided to part ways with my black, plain Prism, Nikon F Apollo. I know Gabe is looking for one. So I thought I would give first dibs before it goes to the teeming masses. He includes photographs. Not only is it gorgeous. Ah, oh, it looks good. Gabe, Gabe, are you going to reach out to Dean and buy this camera? I think I have to pay closer attention to that. I am going to look at that after we are done recording. There is some nice brassing on this thing, man. It seems right up your alley. Check out Dean's email. It's from, (laughs) I'm so sorry, October 17th. (laughs) Dean, I hope you didn't get rid of it because Gabe looks intrigued. (laughs) Next up, Ms. Tamara Watson wrote to us the uh, subject line, Flash Goody and the Lord camera, that is. Found in a peddler's mall, man, do I appreciate the effort this person made to ensure they nailed flash exposure. She includes a picture of a flash where every square inch of the side of the flash is covered with Dymo label tape, explaining what f-stops to use at each distance. It says ASA 100 with AC minus 1, 5 feet f32, stop with 10 feet f 
Oh, minus one stop with batteries. Hmm. I don't even know what that means. But anyway, it outlines all the F-stops at various distances. Beautiful. And she said, oh, and about the camera swap in Roseville, California. Yeah, it's every year, late September, early October. Lots of fun stuff. Pete sold the Lord camera I'm holding in this shot at the swap. A few days prior, I used it to shoot a roll of HP5 at Hearst Castle. I felt kind of weird when people asked about the camera, telling them it's a Lord. Dropped it twice. While at the castle, cringe, not usually that clumsy. She includes a photograph of herself with this very attractive camera, a Lord. Do you know the Lord camera? No. Tamara, that's a great email. I got to say, very attractive camera. Tell us what you're shooting with now. Jeez, how cool. Okay. Next up, are you ready? It's Brian Donald! This email is from exactly two months ago. Brian, we love you so much. Thank you for your patience with us. I will read this email in its entirety. It's abridged. He sent this email twice. He sent an original, and then he abridged it, which we appreciate. The subject line, I dream of camera shopping holidays. Dear Jeff and Gabe, you guessed right that my new mystery half a cookie is indeed the Olympus Pen FT, and the modifications are as follows. Do you remember this email, Gabe? Yes. The screen is replaced with a microprism split image screen, which makes it easier to focus and also makes the finder brighter by 0.3 EV. Changing the internal mirror for a custom-made mirror taken from an OM4 brings another 0.7 EV and better color rendition. This bionic pen FT will arrive at some point with my repaired Olympus 35 SP. I can't wait. Oh. This is the holy grail, guys. I've heard about this. People who modify their pen FTs for a brighter finder, because that's the only knock on the FT versus the original Gothic F. Wow, Brian. And what do you please use? Get... What finder? It's He's saying that you take modified glass and modified mirror from other cameras, cut them to size, and drop them into the FT. This is, this is, this is beyond This me. is something our trusty, dusty camera repair guy yes. could probably do for us, I agree. by the way. I agree. By the way, he still has my Retina 3C. It's been a month. Totally <laughs> fine. We love him. He also goes on to say, does Brian, don't start a Facebook group. You're doing enough. Love hearing that. Right. The best name for Roll the Dice segment? Roll the dice. <laughs> Maybe Fred could come up with a drum roll inspired by a dice roll. Oh, I like My, it. His suggestion for the next roll of the dice, gifting cameras. It's a good idea. I'm going to add that to the list. Oh, my goodness. Gifting cameras. We're adding it right now. Look, it happens live on the air. And finally, he says, next week he is guest speaker at the launch of the Slow Camera Exchange, an analog camera library in Cork City that has been set up using one man's film camera collection. He sadly passed away at a young age in 2018. Please put the link to this great initiative in your show notes so it might provide inspiration for others. Well, you know what, Brian? I never do that, but I'm going to do it now. I'm going to put it in our show notes, the Slow Camera Exchange. That's a wonderful thing to do with as a legacy. Uh, I'm looking forward to signing up and taking the Mamiya C330 for a spin. How about that? That's a great idea. How about that? You die and your cameras become a library for people to use and enjoy. That's impressive. What do you think? I like like that that idea. One more email because we're getting to the end of our hour and then I got to go dance. Right. This email is from 
an executive vice president and senior tax counsel at Warner Brothers Discovery. Now, if the strike were still on, we wouldn't read this one. No, we wouldn't. But this is from Todd F. Davis, and he is linking to an article by Richard Simon of Simon & Schuster fame, which was recently republished in The Atlantic. This article is from August of 1942. Wow. And it is called The Dream Camera. We will link to this as well. It's a very interesting article. I actually remember when this uh, was republished, and I am glad that Todd, who we no longer hate because the strike is over, has chosen to tell us about it. Thank you for writing, Todd. It says it, he says it describes the mindset of the amateur photographer, and his point is how little things change. Hey, you know what, man? That, I believe, will bring to a close our prodigious mailbag. Uh, I don't know if I did this right, because I feel like I might have skipped around and not done these in date order. But what are you going to do? That's we skipped part around. Life. Part of life. That's uh, part of life in these United States. Uh, wow. Okay, so that brings to a close our prodigious... Mailbag. Okay, as always, you guys can write to us. Idreamofcameras at gmail.com. Gabe, do you have any final thoughts before I roll those credits? I don't even remember how we do this anymore. Let me explain something to you. I have breaking news. Yes. Breaking news while our show is live. Break that news. Yes. I just got the film back from the lab, and the Minolta Peace pictures are fantastic. Gabe, stick them up on the I dream. Are you looking at them? I want you to text me some, but I also want you to stick them up. I on, will. Uh, I'm going to go through them Instagram. and I will. I will send them to you after. Yes, very. Just exciting. got it back. So you would say that overall you are pleased completely, with the peas. Completely pleased with the peas. <laughs> pleased with the peas. Exactly. Very. I exciting. am happy to hear that. I'm yep. so thrilled for you. Yes, thank this you. This is a cult, man. Join the cult. Yep, okay. Do it. Do it. Do it. Wonderful. Okay. Other things to know about us. As I said, it is the Christmas season. You will dri- you will want to visit idreamofcameras.com for links to past episodes of our show, witticisms buried in the descriptions that none of y'all are picking up on, and of course, our amazing merch page brought to you by my brother Keith Greenstein. Tons of stuff as previously recounted. Please follow us on Instagram, idreamofcameras. Follow Gabe Sachs on Instagram. He is Gabe Sachs. Follow me on Instagram. I am S. Jeff Greenstein because Jeff Greenstein, happy holidays, Jeff, is a tax fraud felon. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed those Hanukkahs you spent in prison. There you go. I think I'm going to do that a little more, actually. Antagonize him. Don't you think? Just what, just what you want. Exactly. Yes. Antagonizing the other Jeff Greenstein. What could go wrong? No, nothing. Oh, nothing at all. Uh, gosh, so who good. do we have to thank at the end oh of the calendar year 2023? Goodness. There's, first of all, we want to thank all <coughs> of you, all of our listeners who have been amazing. You contribute. Yay. It's so great to meet you at these camera meetups. And, and I thank you to Beers and Cameras. I thank you to The Dark Room. I thank you to uh, our lovely Los Angeles Photography Club and... This goes every photography meetup and everyone who goes to them. I thank you all because it's been so fun getting to know everyone. And I appreciate all of your advice and uh, information and on and on. So also, in addition to all of you, I we have to thank 
Keith Greenstein for our amazing yeah. look over the years and, and all of the love and, and uh, creativity, as well as the amazing Fred Corey for his sounds, his music, his, uh, his lovely friendship. We appreciate it all. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, I thank you for all this, uh, fun that you're making time, even though you're bi-coastal, I very appreciate, uh, that we're still able uh, to do this say. every year. I really miss my friend Gabe. I really yes. miss him. Yes, we had, a, we a, had lot. a very nice, but unfortunately short visit while I was in LA directing. Yes. And, uh, I'm hoping to lure him to New York for some sort of New York. Oh, it's going to happen. Thing. It's going to happen. Uh, you know, my girlfriend wants to be on the show. Oh, she's going to be. <laughs> she's actively wondering why she was not in our anniversary episode. Yeah. So uh, I feel we must oblige her. So look for that in the new year, guys. Listen, whatever holiday you're celebrating. All right. Yep. Get out and take some pictures, guys. It's the holidays. Oh, all right. Definitely. Put some fast film in that thing or light up that flash get out there and shoot enjoy your time with friends and family if you're alone get out of the house that's my advice i love it gabe gabe final thoughts and walk us out of here my final thought is it's the new year what i like to do is take a film that i've never shot before and see what can happen i mean look what just happened with the minolta peas so yep. exciting i did it on a shoot i took a chance i knew nothing about the camera and uh, it's time to experiment, everyone. Get out there and experiment with whatever camera and whatever film stock you have. And don't be afraid to spend too little on a camera because that $15 Canon EOS 2000 Rebel is a dream. So get out there and shoot and happy holidays and happy, happy new year. <laughs>